The Beatles are a pretty nice band, and we've got a lot to say. The Beatles are a pretty nice band, talk about them day after day. But we also love the outfit a lot, so are these songs better than your love? The Beatles are a pretty nice band, someday we'll judge if they're fine, oh yeah, someday we'll judge if they're fine. You won't see me. I hate it when their line's engaged, you know? Don't leave me hanging on the telephone. Don't leave me hanging on the telephone. I'm in the booth, I'm a one across the hall. I gotta say, uh, if this is the kind of output that comes from Paul, when him and Jane Asher are on the outs, I'm sorry, but I hope they continue to <laughs> Yes. This song and For No One are shockingly honest coming from Mecca, where another girl was just gross. This is great. Yeah. The Lalas are a little much, otherwise a thumbs up from me. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I, I get that the Lalas are, are a little lazy, but I think it's... I, I think it's fine. I think it's kind of... It's an underrated classic on Rubber Soul, and it's a song that I go back to time after time and i is is this paul's biggest diss track so far too so far yeah so far it's uh it's no too many people but no but that's for the ram podca- podcast we're gonna have to do that's true this features our friend mal evans on hammond organ yes the musical prodigy, the organ, and the anvil. And it was just a single note held throughout the final verse, but none other than Brian Wilson earlier this year tweeted, I remember being blown away by You Won't See Me. Paul sings low and George and John sing high. There's an organ drone in there, a note that's held down for the last third of the song or so. Those were touches they were trying. Almost art music. Mm. To which Keith Hernandez quote tweeted, "Agreed." Yeah, maybe I'd see that if he didn't lock his account. Mm. I'm just kidding. Well, <laughs> I Keith, well, I, I can still see him. No, I can still see him too. I'm just joking. But don't <laughs> look at Keith's likes for the love of God. Do not. Oh, I I never thought even to do that. Why would I do? Why that? would you do that? <laughs> don't do that. Is it all Fox News stuff? Uh, hold on. No, we, hold we, on, we hold on. Oh, okay. Hold on. He's tweeted about truth, like quotes about the truth. I mean, uh, lately, we. I, I understand that this is a, a Mets pod network. Uh, so yeah. I, I think that he was just trying to, uh, you know, he was, he was under negotiations with SNY. Yes. Uh, okay, so the most recent tweet that he's liked is a picture of a. Uh, uh, Dan Vogelback in the best shape of his life. So never mind. Oh, okay. I think that's that, not bad. No, that's fine. He actually looks pretty good. Oh, and Keith is someone who will say uh, if somebody looks overweight. He is not shy. No, nope. nothing too bad. Okay, nothing too so, bad. So, how dare you? Oh, that's a weird. Oh, that's a weird one. Never mind. Uh, oh. Oh, God. Ooh. You Won't See Me is about a crisis in Paul's relationship with his then-girlfriend, Jane Asher, 
Four years younger than McCartney, Asher was approaching 20 and no longer willing to adhere to his wish that she stay at home and put his interests first. Mm. Mm. In late 1965, while the Beatles were recording Rubber Soul, she had accepted an offer to appear in a stage production at the Bristol Old Vic Theatre. After a heated argument, the couple had briefly ended their relationship. When he then attempted to telephone her in Bristol, Asher rejected him by not returning his calls. Well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Since 1963, Paul had lived in the Asher family home on Wimpole Street in central London. He recalled writing the song in the family music room in the basement of the house. That must have been awkward. I think so. Mm-hmm. He said that the composition originated from a two-note progression that I had very high at the first two strings of the guitar, the E and B strings, which he developed by playing descending semitones on the B string while letting the top string ring out. He described the song as very Motown-flavored with a James Jamerson feel. He loved his James Jamerson, he, the house bass player for uh, Motown. Uh, he drew musical inspiration for the composition from the Four Tops' It's the Same Old Song, which was a hit single in the UK in late 1965. Ironically, Holland Dozier Holland had chosen the title It's the Same Old Song because the song was a shameless rewrite of their previous number for the Four Tops, I Can't Help Myself. <laughs> well, to be fair, Roger, like the song did have a different meaning. I love that factoid, though. I didn't know that. So. I, I didn't know that either. <laughs> Those clever boys in Detroit. H-D-H, H-D-H, they are the kings. Mm. Kings of pop music. At, th- at 3 minutes and 23 seconds, You Won't See Me was the Beatles' longest recording to date. Yeah. It didn't seem too long to me at all. No. I didn't even realize it. Ian McDonald wrote that You Won't See Me shared the weariness of Nowhere Man, which is the next track on Rubber Soul, and needed something to lift it. Unfortunately, the group were too tired by late nights to come up with anything and simply repeated Nowhere Man's irritating ooh-la-la vacuum <laughs> vocal formula. This would have mattered less if they had decided to program the two tracks next to each other. The most inept piece of sequencing on any Beatles LP. Hmm. Yeah, I guess. Andrew just looked back at, uh, he has a the Rubber Soul vinyl displayed, and he looked back at it, and he's like, yeah. I'm trying to think, because I'm trying to think how I would resequence it, and, you know. Mm-hmm. But I, I am not, you know, Capitol Records, so I'm not going to even attempt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Capitol Records is the only one who would have the gumption yes. to to the, do such a thing. The Stones, if you will. Mm. That was Decca. Canadian pop singer Anne Murray covered You Won't See Me in 1974. The ska group, the Clarendonians, also covered a song. I, I really like their cover. I have that on my Infinite Bangers Spotify playlist. Oh. Nice. And what of yeah. Anne Murray? Hmm. Whatever, she's Canadian. That's what of of her. I think her cover was kind of boring. If you want to be, if you want to know the truth, the truth is something very important to certain people, apparently. 
Like Keith Hernandez. Oh, oh wait. Like no. Keith Hernandez. <laughs> Love counts. Zero. Goose eggs. But the Josie scale, I'm going to give this a yeah. Nice. I will also complete a perfect week for both of us and give this a yeah. Will this ha- will this happen again? I don't know. No. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna guess no. I'm gonna guess no this too. Was, yeah, this was a great stretch run. Yeah. Of yeah, uh, we we said all five songs of the week, both of us that they're better than your love by the outfield. I don't think that's going to happen again. Special time. I'm ready to be proven wrong, but yeah, I, I, it's going to be tough. This is a great, great stretch of songs. You know, it's, uh, they, they say, you don't know when you're living in a golden age. It's true. But, uh, here we are. The Beatles are a pretty nice band. Talk about them day after day. But we also love the outfield a lot. So are these songs better than your love? The Beatles are a pretty nice band. Someday we'll judge if they're fine. Oh yeah, someday we'll judge if they're fine.